I surrendered. Mm. I gave up the fight. I stopped judging her when she made mistakes or she acted out. There were times I wanted to give up on her. You know that code. I'm like, I was ready to throw the towel in, and I don't know. Something happened. I guess it was the more education I got on it, the more I changed. It was like she has a voice. Yeah. Welcome to What I Know Now, a podcast that uncovers the stories, experiences, and insights of individuals who have been impacted by the justice system. I'm Cole Williams. And I'm Joel Van Kuyken. Our mission is to drive positive social change in the lives of system-impacted youth, their families, and our communities. We sit down with incredible guests who generously share their lived experiences and the lessons they've learned along the way. We're here with Devetta Blakely on the What I Know Now podcast. Devetta, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me here yeah. today, you guys. I appreciate it. So, Devetta, uh, I want to talk a little bit about maybe how we met each other and how we started this journey mm-hmm. as it relates to you being an amazing parent, but most importantly, being a parent involved in the juvenile justice system. So okay. wondering if you want to tell people a little bit about yourself first um, and your family and hmm. how you arrived. Okay. A little bit about me is I'm a native of Chicago. I was born, raised in Chicago, came here in 2007 okay. to change my life because not only am I am the perfect grandmother. I'm, <laughs> hey, shout I'm, out. I'm in recovery okay. from substance abuse. It's uh, almost 17 years Man. now. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And so I got here, um, didn't expect to get into raising grandkids, but that's how it was supposed to be for me. So that's what yeah. happened. Okay. And we got to know each other through Melissa, yes. who was my granddaughter's probation officer. Yeah. And so my granddaughter was going through some things. I adopted her. Not only did I adopt her, to follow her was two more grandkids, and now me and my husband has his granddaughter, so we got four grandkids. So you got a big house. house. Yeah. Big yes, family. we do. <laughs> so I was um, under the impression that once I get my granddaughter, everything was going to be all right. Yeah. She's with grandma now. Yeah. She's going to be fine. Yeah. And she came with some trauma. Mm. And so I didn't know the first thing about helping her. With her trauma. It was just like, I'm here now, get better. Yeah. Don't you see I'm here? Yeah. I didn't understand her pain. Mm. And so she was in a therapy. She had been in foster care for a while. I kept her in therapy, but it just wasn't for her. Okay. It was not a, what was the spinner, spinner, uh, slime kind of fix. Yeah. Mm. And so I felt like that's what they were trying to do with her, and it wasn't enough. And not only that, she didn't see her. And what I mean by that is not many African-American therapists here. But anyway, they did the best they could. And so with all that stress and everything I was going through, Melissa suggested Cole Williams to me. Say, hey, Devetta, I know a man. He's great. He supports parents, and he works with the judicial system at Juvie. And that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't need, I think we, this is like our second, <laughs> second time, time meeting in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. our relationship has been on Zoom. <laughs> it's been virtual. Virtual. Literally for what? Almost. Telephone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But it's grown. Yeah. So that's why we're here. That's why I'm here. Yeah. 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 So when he asked me to come, I didn't hesitate. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something special. I mean, going through uh, the COVID period and meeting so many people virtually mm-hmm. and on Zoom, that first time that you see them in person, it's it's like opening a gift yep. in some yeah. ways. Exactly. When you really start, when you're in someone's presence, mm-hmm. it's great to meet virtually. Yeah. But when you make that personal connection, it really means something. It does. And it makes me think about something you said that, you know, uh, your, your granddaughter... Mm-hmm. needed to be seen. You mentioned seeing her. And that's something we talk about a lot at the Delta Project. How do how do we become something we don't see? But how do we really see exactly. the people that we're working with? Right. So how did people need to see your granddaughter? And how is that evolving? I mean, how, share your thoughts on, on seeing people, mm. I guess. Well, I want to say it. It was through trial and error. Okay. That my way of doing things to fix her was not working. Mm. And so my brother who works with children in Chicago asked me, have I, have she ever had an IEP? And so I, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? And so I remember, well, she was getting suspended mm. instead of being talked to. Yeah. It was more so not, it was like. More so of a why instead of a what happened. Mm. Like, why are you doing this? It wasn't asked, what happened in the schools? Certain kids had an IEP and she didn't. And so that, to me, was something different. I had to learn about it. Well, okay, she has issues. She may need a little longer time to progress some stuff, some work. Maybe she needs to take a time out. But don't suspend her because she's acting out in school. And that's what was happening. The difference between an IEP and a 504, I believe that is what it is, um, is that you get better father with an IEP. 504 has its limits. So her IEP is based on her emotions. Okay. Okay. And so I had to learn that. And so there were people here, not just here in Grand Rapids, but in Chicago. I mean, that's sort of a place where it's a little more advanced in certain things yeah. mm-hmm. when you when it comes to our kids. Um, and I thank God for Melissa. She was her probation officer at the time, one of the best probation officers that really stretched out and took the time for my granddaughter. And not just that, I want to mention the police officers because she was a runaway. And there was one police officer, I can't remember his name, but he, he was really supportive of me finding her. Mm-hmm. And so um, there was a lot of trial and error things that I had to learn. And I felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to do as a grandparent. But going through Cole's support group for parents, because I met some interesting people on there, not just that, it was... People from the 12-step program that I, I'm okay. in. Okay, yeah. My church members. Even the agency that she came from. Yeah. They started supporting me. So I had a lot of support, and I had a lot of questions. 
And so, but one of the the most important things is that I had to change myself. Mm. That's what it was. I felt like there were times, though, when I reached out for help, it wasn't there really until she got in trouble. Yeah, I see. And that kind of just really was defeating the purpose. It was sort of like a hamster in a wheel. Yeah. It was just going around and around. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't anything getting done about it. And so, yeah. I think one of the things you just said is really important because I hear it a lot from parents is that help didn't come until my child got in trouble. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you found yourself in the juvenile justice system, did you understand the system itself beforehand, before you entered into it? Were there things that I, I hear you talk about? I started questioning. But what was it that you were questioning when you found yourself in this new system itself because you talked about the educational system but what was it about the juvenile justice system that you really were trying to understand basically it was i was trying to understand what was it all about Mm. yeah you know instead of just punishing the kids i didn't understand that it was and let's keep in mind this is my first time being a parent Mm. So I'm learning, too. Mm-hmm. You know how uh, a Charlie Brown, the parents be womp, 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 Yeah, womp, yeah. The kids on a- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was me looking at, <laughs> listening to people talk, womp, womp, womp. I didn't understand until I started asking for help and I started asking questions. Well, what is this? Well, why is this? Why is she on this medication? Not just asking them how she feels about this medication. Yeah. What is this medication really doing for you? How does it make you feel? Mm. You know, or just like watching her throughout the day. Yeah. And we're going to get to that later because she's 16 now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I was dealing with this when she was 10. She was a runaway at 10. So we're going to get to that part. But those were the kind of questions I felt like um, my higher power put me in the direction of the right people. One of those people being David Legrand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to I want to yeah. give him his shout out, David Legrand, calling him and asking questions. My pastor, Pastor Jack Corman, connected me with, with uh, David Legrand. Mm. So I I could call him. He's the kind of guy that when you call, he answers. Yeah, yeah. Or he get right back to you. That's right. And, that's and he tells me, okay, this is what you do, Nevada. You know. <laughs> and I listen. So the, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, Joel. Well, I, what, I, well, we we may be thinking the same thing here, Cole, <laughs> but that often happens. But I guess I just feel like you found yourself. Through your granddaughter. That's it. Yep. I feel like you started listening. You're going to make me cry. And observing. Mm-hmm. And having that empathy mm-hmm. and the EQ and to really start to think deeply about the systems, the things that she's interacting with and truly becoming an advocate for her. Yes. Which means you're becoming an advocate for yourself. Exactly. I surrender. I gave up the fight. I stopped judging her when she made mistakes or she acted out. 
There were times I wanted to give up on you. You know that yeah. cold. I'm like, yeah. I was ready to throw the towel in. And I don't know, something happened. I guess it was the more education I got on it, yeah. the more I changed. It was like, she has a voice. Yeah. yeah. So I need to let her express her voice. Sometimes my voice is a little too, you know, but she's gotten better. Yeah. And so, yeah, she has been through a lot, but she's been in the system. And for one, I used to say, you know, okay, she's institutionalized, but she's turned that to a 360. Well, I want to say a 180 because she's not yeah. back there. Yeah. To where she's learned how to advocate for herself. So, so listen, I've gotten to the point now where she gets on the phone with her doctor herself. Mm. Oh, good. And let her talk. How, how do I know what's wrong with her? Yeah. Like, how do I know what she's feeling or yeah. going through or thinking up here? So I had to move out the way and start letting her make those phone calls, talk to her doctor, her psych doctor, because she has a psych doctor, let her talk. Well, found out that the six hours when she gets really bored, she don't want to go to six hours. So it's mm. like she talked to the psych doctor, say, hey, during the six hour, I'm finding I'm not interested in school anymore for the day. Can you give me some as needed, blah, mm. blah, blah, to take yeah. for that? And so I'm listening to her do this. So a crisis can be a gift. Wow. Yeah. That's She's right. advocating for herself. Develop, you know? I'm listening to you, right? And I mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking to myself. What I'm hearing you say is really revolutionary in terms of how we how we look at parenting, how we look at children. You even mentioned a word that we talk a great deal about, but sometimes it's really hard to practice and see. It's trauma. Um, and in addition to that, you asked a really important question. The question that we're always asking kids is, why are you acting like that versus what happened to you? Yep. And so I'm really curious about how did you create that that lens? How did you get out of your own way? to be able to recognize the importance of asking that question, but most importantly, seeing the value in understanding trauma. Because I think that's something that we, we that's a hard one. <laughs> you really one. want that answer? Absolutely. I looked at my childhood. Okay. That's what I did. I brought my childhood in. And so when I brought my childhood in, Instead of just really talking about my childhood, when I go to the therapist and things like that, I didn't think about putting my childhood with hers. And so that's what I did. That's how I came up to the conclusion that I always wanted to be heard. And there was trauma going on in the house. And don't get me wrong, I love my mom. I love my mom, rest her soul. She did the best she could. But here I am, clean and sober. I got a different lens to look at stuff. And so when I put my childhood with her childhood, I began to heal the little girl in me. And that little girl in her was getting better. So that's what I had to do. I had to turn it around on myself. And that's a hard uh, thing yes, to it is. do. But it's, but it's necessary. It's doable. Right. So I had to do that. I had to just like, 
fall back on some things. I had to listen at my way. Because, Devetta, what happened when you was a little girl? Didn't you want to be heard? Isn't that why you did a lot of writing? You focused on school. Well, that's that part is not her story. She's acting out in the opposite way. But the bottom line is she want to be heard. Something happened to her. And so you got to be gentle. Use a feather, not a bat. What? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. I had to surrender. Like, man, let me. this is not working. I had to. I had to use a different approach. And I think that really happened when she got physical with me. Gotcha. When she got physical with me and she was she was in uh, detention for a while, Judge Feeney was telling me to go get her and I wouldn't go get her. Yeah. I think then it's when, when she got out that last time, she was off probation and everything, and I told her, I said, listen, you'll be 16 soon. I can emancipate you to Job Corps. Because, you know, they get smart. How are you emancipating me? Yeah. Ooh, you know. Yeah. And I turned around and I walked to the car and she just cried. I had no idea that was going to be the turning point, but we had got some separation too. Yeah. Right? So in the midst of my our separation, I was getting better. And so, okay, it's time to go get her now cuz fear kick in. Yeah. Oh, we got to go get her. And I feared that, but guess what? That was still my granddaughter. And I love her. She was the first one I got. And so the veteran, no, you're not done. She's not done. And I'm going to tell you guys, she's playing basketball now. She uh, went to summer school and finished. She works at Culver's. Hmm. Uh, she's playing basketball. Yeah. She She's just, she still struggles with six hour. Yeah. But, you know, it's like I've said what I had to say about six hours. I told her, I said, listen, when senior year get here and they're getting ready for prom and things, you might want to think about that. Yeah. Because nobody's responsible for that but you. Yeah. And so those are the things that we talk about is responsibility and being accountable for. And... Are you taking your meds on time? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I love about what you're sharing with us is just this this notion of identity. Mm-hmm. That she is becoming who she is. You know, yeah. we all are doing that throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. But it's very poignant during our teenage years, trying to figure out who we are and how do we fit in the world. Yeah. yeah. What role are we going to play in the community? Yeah. And there's no playbook for that, per se. Mm-mm. We really have to look inward. And I just love the fact that both of you are on this journey together. Yeah. You're both coming to an understanding about identities and how we fit and how we all fit together. And I just think it's... It's a really beautiful story. I thank just you. thank you for sharing it. I appreciate being here. And and you know, yeah, we we've been through some things and it's some kids are not as, as fortunate as my granddaughter. I understand that. Yeah. And so that's why I reach out to mothers now, young mothers, because they need some guidance too. I, I didn't realize, okay, uh Devetta, you're gonna be they call you auntie and mama. <laughs> These women call me mama, like what? 
that makes me feel good because yeah. now, okay, yeah. you going through this with your child. Let me let me show you. And I'm I'm like the age of their mom, mm. so I'm I'm helping thirty year old moms mm. supporting them, and they're calling me, and we're getting together with Parent Cafe. Yeah, yeah. And I'm picking some of them up. <laughs> you know, they're calling me late at night, crying, and I'm there. To listen. So that's the crisis that can be a gift part. Yeah. Is that when I'm going through this and I have been through Because I'm telling you guys, I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. this is not, this is not how this script supposed to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But it was, it was perfect script. Damn. It was meant for me. So talk a little bit about um, Parent Cafe and Bethany and just how you found yourself in that work. And So it all started with Deniza going through the youth program for job readiness. Okay. And it was at Transformations okay. uh, located on 1500 Madison. Okay. It's over there. Transformations. So they were like, we're starting this Parent Cafe class for some of the parents of the kids that are going through our job readiness program. And they were prepping the kids for uh, jobs. So I signed up for it. Why not? Signed up for it and began to like it. So it's actually a program where we get together. You could be a parent, a grandparent, a foster parent, an auntie, an uncle. It doesn't matter. Male, female. I love it because it's so diverse. Mm. So we get together. We talk about our issues, what's going on. We encourage each other, eat good food. And we um, come up with resources and ways that we can help each other get through some things. And it's a safe place. You're safe there. It's from, what, 5 to 7? Okay. Uh, the third Thursday of every month. Okay. Veronica Cook is excellent. Come she, on, Veronica. Uh, yes, Veronica. <laughs> she started this platform, and she brought some of us on to help her. And it's just been amazing. We had a big turnout last week of 16 people. Mm. It is amazing. I I showed a cold. I seen cold the yeah. video. Yeah. And so uh, Bethany started this um, parent cafe, and it's it's a hit. It really is. So I'm excited about that. How long has it been been happening? When did it start? I is wanted to. I want to say about eight months ago. Eight months ago. It's going okay. on a year. Okay. okay. Yeah, and it's doing great. It's, I think it's it's turned out to be better than a lot of people thought it was going to be, but it's really good, really good program. And I did bring some flyers for okay. yeah, yeah. the um, people that might be interested in going. They do um, give out gift cards if case, in case you need a babysitter because yeah. they, we don't have a daycare there. So. Okay. okay. But it's, it's really great. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. As I'm listening to you talk, I'm also thinking about what we often don't think about when it comes to parents is that how much support parents really need, especially parents who have children that have experienced trauma, um, but not even that, parents just in general. And so I'm just wondering, can you speak a little bit about why support is so imperative and important when navigating some of these, the challenges related to parenting? Can you speak to why it is imperative that parents communicate, that they that they share, that they tell people, that they open up about what they what they're feeling? Because I, you know, we've been doing this work, and sometimes parents just don't 
say I need help. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if you can just talk about why it's important for parents. Did you hear me say that I finally reached out for help and said yeah. I didn't? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you feel like you could do this on your own, and you're on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. For real. You're on the verge of just saying, this is it. Looking at me, you wouldn't think I went through what I went through. Yeah. Um, crack cocaine, prostitution, all that, right, until I opened my mouth. And so the importance of having this support is to let people know that they are not alone. You know, the, that's even with what I'm doing, like working, I'm a yeah. wife, a grandparent, I still have to take care of the better. Yeah. Even if it's, I tell the ladies to take a nice bath, light a candle, go. I have a karaoke machine at home. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes I come home and light it up. Man. And I'm singing. <laughs> it's been a stressful day. Yeah. And I, I do that. And I think when we say support, we look at a real big picture when it's it's small. You don't have to have a lot of people in your life. Uh, I remember somebody t- telling me it's better to have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Mm. You know, sometimes you just need that one or two people to tell you, "Hey, I, you're not alone. You, 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 you. We got you." Yeah. And let's go to Parent Cafe. Let's go have a cup of coffee or something. Let's just go. Hang. It's very important, and I feel like women carry so much in our inner city. They carry so much. Um, and my brothers totally supported them because they go through a lot, too. When my husband come home from work, I know he's been through a lot out yeah. there. You know, so it's very important that everybody get the support because we help people. I am a, a recovery coach for Cherry Hill. So why is it so hard for me to ask for help for myself, but I help other people. It doesn't make sense. No, not at all, right? It just doesn't. Devetta, so you got to get better with that. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. No, you, oh, you, did. you totally answered it. Because <laughs> we really yeah. do. We need yeah. support. I don't care what it is, something small. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I learned a yeah. lot of that, I'm going to say this, through being connected with the 12-step program. I did. Yeah. Um, that really helped me a lot to help save my life. Even now, it's like going through all this with my daughter, my granddaughter I went through, I didn't use. That's the main important thing. Just don't use the yeah. yeah. Just keep going, Devetta. I've never been this clean in my life. I have 17 years in March. No, nothing. Everything that I've been through, and I try to tell people they could do it too. I've yeah. lost my mom. My stepdad, some people very close to me, and I have not used. I felt like a failure, wanted to give up, yeah. but I talked about it. I think Man. one of the most important things that we can do is stop trying to hold on to image. Yeah. 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 Image will hurt you bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, you know, <laughs> listening to you, to you talk, I mean, I, the other thing that I'm reminded of is that, you know, our culture and our society, I mean, it's about productivity and work and yeah. making something of ourselves and push, push, push. Mm. We need to give ourselves time to do nothing. Yeah. yeah. To let ourselves recover, 
to relax, right. to give ourselves that space to enjoy. Right. It's not nose to the grindstone all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need to work hard, but we also need to relax. That's right. We need to get rest. Yeah. And we need to think holistically about, I guess, our health and just how, how we're showing up. Mm-hmm. And I just get the sense that you know how to show up now. Mm-hmm. You know how to become a beacon for other people who are looking to find the way. And you're helping them on that path. I mean, the fact that people are calling you late at night and they're looking to you for support mm-hmm. because of what you've what you've gone through and what you've experienced. So I I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't think you're it's necessarily great. a question, no. but I see it in you. That's the way people need to show up in our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, you know, are are there others? in your circle that you're seeing that are making these kinds of moves, you know, seeing themselves in the right way mm-hmm. and showing up for others. Oh, yeah. Making impact. Yes, definitely. I just named a few yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. people that are doing that. That uh, David, he's yeah. a busy man, he but is. he calls me back or he answers his phone. Uh, Veronica Cook, my pastor, Melissa, yeah, uh, denies his pro. I said her name. Yeah. Probation officer. Yeah. You know, she reached out. I mean, it's it's so huge, and I'm not even going to mention some of my people in the fellowship, the yeah. twelve step right. program. Right. I got so much support from. Yeah. I couldn't have did it without them. So my family back home in Chicago. My grandmother is 92. She's still mm. here, live on her own, been here, oh, and everything. Great. I mean, my brother, I talked about him. He's, hey, you know about IEP? He taught me all that. I didn't know anything about that because Chicago is a lot more, you know, advanced. I remember working with him in Chicago in the schools, and we were teaching kids in grammar school about HIV and AIDS Mm. in grammar school because that is going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one of the things I think that we talked about that again, as I'm and of course Cole Williams, listen, of course. Listen, <laughs> listen, I I just want to say you're not only an advocate for others yourself, but you also we talked about this about you becoming a model for your granddaughter mm-hmm. to now advocate for herself, and I I think what's important I think to point out for parents or anybody that's watching this is that our children are watching us. They're watching us at home. Yeah. They're watching us in our community. They're mm-hmm. watching us in their schools. They're watching us in our at our businesses. Right. They are watching. And so I think I just want to say to you that you have become not only a beacon of hope of other people that are now calling you mom and aunt, but I mean for you to be grandma starting out her being 10 and now she's moving into 16 and now she's 16. And she's advocating for herself, yes, for her her own mental health and well being. Yes, you know I think that that's we cannot. How do I want to say this? We cannot forget the important role that you play. Like that, what you are doing in our community and what you're doing at home mm-hmm. is again a perfect example of what we're asking parents to do. Yeah, is to advocate to show up for themselves to question what feels uncomfortable to question the status quo to mm-hmm. question the system mm-hmm. um, and hold the system accountable. accountable that's right 
you know, hold them accountable. And I think I've seen you not only do that in the juvenile justice system, but I'm seeing you do that in the education system. I remember you in classes advocating and giving information out to families um, in crisis in our group. But also the thing that I won't forget that you constantly reminded me of today is the importance of removing ourselves from isolation. Yep. Get out there and see. Because, you know, one thing that I used to, it used to bother me when I was out there using, and, and this thought would come to me and say, you sitting up here getting high, it's people waiting on you. Mm-hmm. you you're stumping people's growth because you're getting high. Like that would be in my mind. Like, why do, what do I got to do? It's people need you the better. Yeah. And the longer you be out here in this, the longer you stopping people from getting what they need. God wants to use you, so I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so now I see it's a it's a lot. Wow. But you know, it's it's all about giving back. It's all about service work. But at the same time, having a balance. Because we can't forget about self. We're important. So yeah. yeah. And we see a lot of parents doing something. They pour into their children. Yes. Yeah. They give their all to their children. Yeah. And then they forget about themselves. And they forget about themselves. And that's that's it, we gotta take care of it. We need it. It's yeah. stuff to do, right? Yeah. So just take that time out to just do something for yourself. I'm going on a cruise in April. Man, I've nice. never been on a cruise. I'm going with my sponsor, my twelve wow. step sponsor. And I'm excited about that. I remember a time I would feel guilty to take a PTO day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I never enjoyed the PTO day. Yeah. Because I'm so concerned about what's gonna happen at work tomorrow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's the, yeah, Joel, you just, the push to. Yeah. 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 You earn Productivity. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And you said it. Yeah. You yeah. said it. Great. Yeah. That's, that's how society has got us thinking about ourselves. And yet, you know, sometimes we don't live long enough to even spend the money. That's right. That's right. Because we're so caught up on productivity. So, yeah, we got to take care of ourselves. And just breathe. Yeah. And I think that's really one of the biggest things, too, was like, Devada, calm down. She's not going to change with you hollering at her. Just chill. Yeah. You know? So I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say this. It's the, it's the way that I respond to her now. Because she was so used to me. Yeah. And she was like, wait a minute. What's going on? Then she'll come in the room and say, Grandma, I really appreciate the way you handled that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I used to respond totally different. Yeah. Now, like she was she was venting the other day. And so after she vented, I just got up and walked in the room. Then she came in there about 30 minutes later. Grandma, thanks for letting me vent. And, and the way you did that, you just got up and walked out. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she remembered the old you. She remembered the old me. Man. I'm taking phones. Yeah. I'm doing all kind of, yeah. Yeah. She got a she got a uh, Lake Michigan Credit Union account Come now. On. So I took her down there and got that open for her. Okay. Yeah, I got a little first check, so she paid half of her cell phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> She's wow. being responsible. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 
so I just one one thing I wanted to ask about just you know I, I've known Cole for quite a few years now mm-hmm. and I know how dedicated he is I want to hear a little bit more about you know if we can talk about it you know <laughs> yeah, what it's sure. like yeah. I don't have much line of sight into it so I'm just curious about how does it feel when you're mm. in that class I mean what are some of the things that you guys as much as you can talk about it mm-hmm. yeah. you know but I, I just imagine it's a community. When yeah. I first got on there, I was a little nervous and, sca- you know, scared. Of sure. course, it's new. But once yep. I got on there and Jean. Yep. Miss Jean. Miss Jean. <laughs> Miss Jean, she, her personality, everybody had their own personality. Yeah. Walk of life. There was a lot of vulnerability going on in there. And you were safe. Yeah. Cole listened a lot. He's a listener. But when he came down to, you know, adding something to the table, he did. Um, Just seeing people come in for the first time that you're (laughs) now you're not the new person. no more. So you got new people coming on and they're crying and they getting their stuff out. And we like, yeah, we've been there. there." It's, It's a platform to just let go. Yeah. Let go. And he gave us he gives us that. Platform. It's been a while since I've been on. Yeah. But um, I brought some people. I think a young Gra- lady yep. mm-hmm. to grandma. Um, yep. Yep. It's grandma. Yeah. Yeah. To the parenting class, but it's just the comfortability mm. of expressing our hurt. And of course, don't get me wrong. There was sometimes we shared some good stuff. Yeah. But you know, good accomplishments and stuff. Even if it was about us. Yeah. You know, but it was something. So I really appreciate that place. That was one of the biggest things that helped support me, too, because it was new. And see, a lot of times people, you know, the 12-step program don't understand a lot of stuff. It it helped me mm. to be, okay. And then we got to the point where we got numbers of each other and called each other, supported yeah. each other. I know me and Jean talked on the phone. Mm. A couple of more of the ladies talked on the phone because we met only once a week. Yeah. So in them other six days, it's stuff <laughs> going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? And you want to talk to somebody. Yeah. And so that was a platform for that, for building relationships. And he yeah. gave us that. Yeah, yeah most yeah. definitely. He also had people come on and speak to listen to our voices, see what we had to talk about. So that was a great opportunity. But, yeah, yeah. that was really good for me. I really needed that. And yeah. one of the things I, I thank you for is that because of those people that you allowed to come into that space, because I remember I'm like, hey, I really had to do work on the back end because I'm like, hey, you just can't come into this space because if you come into this space, I got to get permission because Miss Jean is yeah. not a joke. I mean, yeah. like, that's they, right. They held me accountable. That's right. Um, yeah. But I think that because of that, because we had people come into that space, I mean, we've been I've been a part of that juvenile justice juvenile justice task force, um, and now we've been able to see you know the rollout and the bills being passed for juvenile reform. Ooh. So I mean, it was literally opportunities where these folks were coming into our space and it was really it was you it mm-hmm. was it was Jean it was all the other families that were there that opened up the doorway for you know some of the folks on the higher levels to say oh we should probably be listening to parents yeah. we should probably be hearing parents and that that started and I mean we were together for almost what a, a, a year? year a year yeah we were yeah. together for a year mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But you made that like possible. Though. Yeah. You know, because I, I didn't know any other place like that. Yeah. In Grand Rapids. I didn't yeah. know a place where I can go and just vent like I did. Yeah. When we got together like that. Yeah. Yeah. And hearing stories that I just wasn't by myself, my thinking was not abnormal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I really appreciated that. Yeah. And then we met early, what, last year at the barbershop? At the barbershop. <laughs> For the, the first time in person at the barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is the second time the second we're time. seeing each other physically. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a fitting place to meet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that the, we know yeah. that the barbershop and yeah. hair salons, I mean, yeah. those are centers of our community. That's so yeah. true. Where a lot happens. That's yeah. so true. There's a lot of talk that happens mm-hmm. between the barber and oh, yeah. the person getting their hair Haircut, cut. That's right. Relationship, relationship building, building relationships. Exactly. That's right. And making impact. That's yeah. right. Little things. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I had to be here. Yeah. He asked me. Yeah. Of course I can. Well, that's really Appreciate beautiful. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, yeah, for coming for and, and sharing time with us. I mean, it, it's just, it's an honor to have you here. Yeah, oh, it Thank is. you. It, it, was a, it was my pleasure. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Check out our programs on the Delta Project's website, thedeltaproject.co. And be sure to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.